Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Now it's time for everyone's favorite DOT officer. 23 years in law enforcement, 7 years as a commercial transport officer. He was a CBSA instructor and has conducted thousands of roadside inspections. He now serves in the driver's side of our industry, Mr. Dale Howard. Good evening and welcome to Compliance Corner. I am Dale Howard, and I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Tonight, uh, I thought we'd touch a little bit on pedestrian safety. The weather's, uh, summer's here, kids are getting out of school, and they're not always thinking and focused on safety. So it's us to, us, up to us as professional drivers to watch out for them. Children are often fascinated by big trucks, so please be diligent and look out for them. I'll just throw some numbers out. The, uh, every 7.5 minutes, someone is hit by a vehicle in North America. 32,000 are killed in traffic collisions. 15% of these are pedestrians, and 76% are in urban areas and over 3,000 people are killed by commercial vehicles. 7.6 are, uh, are non-occupant deaths, so people on pedest- you know, pedestrians, cyclists, skateboarders, etc. We really have to be diligent and really have to be careful out there. Don't look like a wounded gazelle walking around. Rule of thumb, head up, phone down should be your motto. And make, uh, make eye contact with the other drivers. I'm, uh, I'm parked here at Flying J in, in uh, South Calgary, and I'm just walking, watching a guy walk across the parking lot, and he's focused on his phone and is obviously oblivious to everything that's going on around him. And it's not that long ago somebody was run down and killed in a Flying J parking lot. I think that was in the northeast U.S. somewhere. So, you know, drivers just aren't paying attention and pedestrians aren't paying attention. So, like I say, head head up, phone down. There's all kinds of time to be messing with your phone. Wear reflective clothing at night. And remember, everybody is going to be a pedestrian at some point in their day. Be diligent. Phone in your pocket. No earbuds. 
we've had people run over by freight trains because they're bebopping down the tracks, earbuds are in, and they didn't hear the train coming. You really got to have your tunes cranked not to hear the freight train because the poor engineer is pulling the horn cord out of the ceiling and doing everything he can not to run you down, but swerving isn't an option. So, you know, when we're being healthy and we're out, out for walks, if you're walking around the train tracks, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. You know, truck stop parking lots, customer location, drivers just aren't always paying attention. You know, customer locations, we're messing with paperwork, we're looking for receipts at truck stops, you may be filing your, uh, your scale tickets, be diligent and be looking around. When I started trucking years ago, I was uh, delivering precast concrete slabs here in the city. And we were at a job site and naturally things didn't go that well that day. So the job sites backed up. We're all parked and staged out on the street. And there was a homeless guy hanging around. And he kind of passed out and went to sleep on the rail of one of the A-frame trailers that was uh, a couple of trucks in front of me. And nothing was going on, so nobody really paid him any attention. And then he got up and kind of stumbled away. So, again, everybody just wrote him off. Well, what happened? He dropped something, and it rolled down onto the trailer. So he crawled under the trailer and was coming out between the tandems when the foreman yelled. The guy stuffed the truck in gear, and now we have one less homeless person. The impact that has on the person that's taken a life, you know, I can't begin to describe what that does to your psyche and your driving career. So please be careful. We harp on this, but you know what? Get out and check the area before you back up. Four ways on, tap your horn. You don't have to lay on it like a freight train hitting a level crossing, but just tap the horn. And uh, if you've got a uh, back, if the truck's equipped with a backup alarm, make sure it's working. And everybody complains about those in truck stops. And yeah, they are annoying, but they're not nearly as annoying as if you run over somebody. Truck stops backing into a parking spot should be your last resort. If you can, you know, pick a pull through. And, uh, you know, loading docks, they're always a back-end situation. So just please be careful. Get out and look. And if you have to get out 20 or 30 times, get out 20 or 30 times. There's no shame in getting out and looking. But if you rub a fender or knock a mirror off or peel a door off, we've all seen the Facebook posts with carriers running into trucks and it's just drivers not paying attention. So let's just not fall into that, uh, that trap. I'll uh, jump in here. Anybody that turn or comment, please feel free to, uh, Push one, and uh, we'll get you screened and in the queue. Kind of a free-for-all tonight. We're talking pedestrian safety, but if you've got a question or, or a comment, push one, jump in there, and we'll, uh, we'll do our best to, uh, to get you on. Uh, another thing in the summertime is uh, 
people are packing around coolers and stuff, make sure whatever is in the cab of your truck is properly secured and tied down. In the event of an accident, whatever is in that truck, loose, is a missile. The very first fatal accident I attended was a three-ton bottle jack laying on the floor of the truck. The driver left the road, entered a ditch, went up over an approach, and the uh, bottle jack bounced up, punched him in the chest, and it broke a rib, drove it through his heart, and he bled out before he got the truck stopped. We arrived. He was deceased, sitting upright, seat belt on, totally survivable accident, something laying around the cab, you know, and, and that took a life. So if you've got coolers or if you've got flats of water or whatever, please find a place for stuff and don't have things laying around. The heat is, uh, is just brutal this last couple of weeks. Uh, when I went through Baker, California this trip, it was 118 degrees. Uh, for those traveling with pets, please be aware of the heat of the asphalt. We're wearing shoes. Our four-legged little friends aren't. And you could burn their feet just letting them out of the truck. So be aware of the heat. If you're traveling in those areas, make sure before you go into the area that your equipment's prepared and you're prepared. There's, I saw a couple of trucks on fire and about every 20 or 10 miles, there was a car sitting on the side of the road with a hood up. The temperatures are extreme. Make sure you've got water and uh, something to uh, something to give you some shade if uh, if you uh, wind up in trouble. Another little point that we haven't touched on in a long time is uh, hazmat. If you're uh, if you're hauling hazmat, don't take your work home with you. What I mean by that is uh, you're in a dry van and you've got a load of uh, load of chemical. When you jump into that van to secure the load, which you have to do with hazmat freight, especially if you uh, you're in uh, in your civvies, your jeans and a shirt, you brush up against a wall and become contaminated. You're going to take those clothes home with you. And uh, if you've got little kids, the last thing you want to do is contaminate your family. So everybody should have a pair of coveralls with them. And if you don't, tomorrow's a good day to go shopping. Buy yourself a pair of coveralls. Before you get into that trailer, or you know, if you're in the tanker business, get your coveralls on and then wash those separately. Put them in a garbage bag after, you know, if you think they've been contaminated and they get washed in hot water, two cycles, and then one hot cycle with nothing in it but soap to uh, clean your washer out before you wash any of your family's clothes. So really be aware of that. And, you know, in the, uh, in the van business, 
we just don't even give that a, a second thought. We jump in the trailer, we grab a couple of load locks, and uh, you know you might uh, you might lean into something to get uh, to get a good bite on it, and you've you've come into contact with uh, what we're trying to secure, and if it's contaminated, now you're contaminated. So yeah, let's uh, let's not track anything home. Again. Push one if you've got uh, any questions or comments, and we'll uh, we'll get you in and uh, help you out. If you're out on the road, I run the Interstate 15 corridor between Canada and Los Angeles. So what you're going to look for is a bright orange shiny T680 with Needham trucking on the van. Uh, you know, wave me down. Don't forget, wave with all your fingers and uh, give me a yell and uh, we can meet up for uh, coffee or lunch or dinner and uh, any uh, any questions or concerns i'll sure do uh, do my best to help you out uh, met up with a couple of guys in uh, ontario california this past weekend and did a couple of truck inspections and uh, just uh, put to bed some myths and rumors so don't be afraid to uh, hunt me down on Facebook or, or on the road, or uh, I can be uh, I can be found through the uh, Trucking 101 website, or uh, get a hold of Let's Truck, and uh, anybody in Tribe Care will uh, pass the message along and get a hold of me. So, if uh, anybody has anything to add to that, don't forget push one, and we'll get you on. There's, uh, I understand, a special announcement coming on tonight. Uh, Melissa was going to uh, make that, so I'm not sure whether or not she's going to jump in and uh, and uh, pass that along. But uh, stay tuned for that. So back to uh, back to uh, summertime. Construction zones are. Uh, in full bloom and full swing. And again, boy, we sure have to be diligent when we're uh, approaching the the uh, orange zones. Pretty much every state and every jurisdiction now has uh, increased fines if you're uh, speeding in construction zones. And uh, they really take that seriously. And that uh, that's a great fishing hole for uh, law enforcement, uh, quite often there's uh, one or two uh, cars and troopers hanging around construction zones, and they're more than happy to uh, help you out with your compliance. So, again, heads up in those construction zones. And again, workers, they may not be paying attention, and stuff breaks on a piece of equipment or somebody on a piece of equipment isn't watching out for somebody and they go to jump out of the way and all of a sudden they're in your lane, you don't want to run them over. So uh, please be careful with that. Yeah, Dale, that's, um, I, I dropped, uh, uh, you know, the wonderful signal out here. I dropped there for a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, you hit on one of my pet peeves, uh, uh, these construction zones. Um, yeah, I was running through one here, um, yesterday, day before, 
little small one, you know, they had to, headed down to one lane. I was back, I was just burning back to the wood. And, uh, I mean, they were doing road work, I mean, right there. I mean, you really, uh, in a truck, you really had to slow down to go through there. I mean, these cars, I mean, are flying, and, I mean, there's a grader throwing material everywhere. Uh, I, I just finally, I, I just had to stop and let him get done with what he was doing. I mean, there was no way we were going to pass each other. But, you know, it just absolutely boggles my mind. I mean, you know, they have these huge signs out, you know, uh, say trucks left lane. Uh, you know, and it seems like maybe me and one other truck are the only one left lane. And, you know, it'll say 45 miles an hour. And let me tell you what, I'm running 45 miles an hour through the construction zone. Um, it just, uh, it really, uh, you know, I guess that comes from being a, you know, a paramedic and watching what happens to these guys, you know, when they get hit by vehicles and that. I mean, it just really burns me up. And you know what? I don't care who I make mad instructions on. If it says 45 miles an hour, I'm running 45 miles an hour. And if the situation warrants me driving slower, you know what? I'm going to drive to where, I, you know, I feel comfortable. And especially if they're, you know, working right there on the edge. Absolutely, you know, and and I've I've said this all along. The posted speed limit is a suggestion. It is not a requirement. And Russ, you are absolutely right. If the posted speed limit in a construction zone is 45, but the workers are right there, I'm I'm with you. I have no problem slowing down to 30 or even 25, going past somebody that's that's uh, you know very close to where the traffic is. Every one of my near-death experiences has been on the highway. So I have a profound respect for anybody that's out there. Because, yeah, it's, they just don't stand a chance. They just don't stand a chance. If you agree or disagree, push one and, and get in on the conversation. But, yeah, it's, uh, we just can't be careful enough. Yeah, you know, you touched on something earlier, uh, you know, about hitting a pedestrian. Uh, you know, kind of what you go through, uh, you know, even if they walk behind you or whatever. I, You know, I, I know you can speak from experience. I, uh, I'll give a quick story. Uh, when I was still working as a paramedic, uh, matter of fact, this is in a construction zone. Um, coming to a little town in Texas, and a... Um, a truck, I mean, he had slowed down, he's moseying along, and it's actually in town. And a four-wheeler turned under his tandems. Completely the four-wheeler's fault. The truck wasn't speeding or anything. Well, anyway, it was one of the, like one of the little Datsun V210 station wagons, something along those lines. Anyway, the truck rolled completely over the car. Um, and we ended up taking the driver to the hospital because, I mean, he was completely beside himself. He thought he had blown out some tires or something, you know. And, I mean, this this guy was in bad shape because, you know, he had killed a man. And, it, you know, it was completely not his fault, but he was in operation of the vehicle that did kill the man. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, until you've experienced that, you know, I, I can't stress that enough. You can't be too careful because it is, it is a life-changing event for everybody involved. And it's, uh, you know, from emergency services that respond to the incident. Uh, I'm sure you've got a ton of files in your brain that you'd like to delete. 
And, you know, I've got several that I would give any, I'd pay a lot of money to get rid of those files, but they just don't go away. So they've had a profound impact on my life. And I've known drivers that uh, have been involved in fatality accidents who's never, who have never driven again. And, you know, that's, you've just given up your livelihood. So, you know what, if, if the customer is in a hurry <clears throat> for his product and you feel pressure, you know what, if he's, if he's expecting his product at five o'clock in the afternoon, think how excited he'll be to see you at 6.30 in the afternoon in one piece. Because don't forget, if you're involved in an incident, that equipment is the investigating agencies until they give it away and give it back to you. So if you're involved in a fatal, that cargo could be tied up for two or three days before you get it back to deliver it. So it's just not worth getting in a hurry. And everybody's jumping on the ELD bandwagon right now, and that's why drivers are in a hurry, because that's why they're pushing. And you know what? i got to call BS to that. If you're driving like an idiot now because of ELDs, you are driving like an idiot on paper. It makes absolutely no impact on your day. Five, ten miles an hour has no effect on your day. Because whatever you make up, you're going to pay for in traffic somewhere else. Slow and steady wins the race. And if you have to slow down for construction, you have to slow down for somebody on the side of the road, highway maintenance, a tow truck, law enforcement, slow down. Everybody going home is our goal. Hey, Dave. Uh, We do have a caller on the line. It is in Kansas. Bruce, uh, you had a question for Dale? Yes. uh, Regarding the move over or slow down laws that most states have now, uh, what is, I mean, I've never been able to figure out or, or have it explained or show it in any rule if I can't move over, how much slowing down do I have to do? Is five mile an hour enough, or do I need to go down to 25 mile an hour, or, or what? what is the rule on that, or is there a rule? Yeah, the rule is half the posted speed limit. So if the, p- speed, if the posted speed limit is, 50, is 60 miles an hour, you have to slow to 30 if you can't get around them. Why is that not put out in, in print anywhere in any of the state driving manuals I've ever looked at? You know, it's it's a relatively uh, junior law, and they really haven't done that good a job at you know promoting it and uh, and explaining it. Some jurisdictions do really well, and you know there's all kinds of signage, and they're very explicit about that. And other jurisdictions, you know, it's just like they adopted the law because their neighbor state did it and they really didn't believe in it. So they just don't spend any any effort into explaining it. But, yeah, the uh, the law is either move down or or you slow to uh, half the posted speed limit. You know, I've I wish I've seen I've seen a lot of near misses because of that move over law where people all of a sudden panic and they're cutting in front of people when they would have been safer just holding their lane of traffic and 
and not, not Slow trying down. to get over it. Yeah. Yep. And that's uh, shame on 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 us as as a society. You know, back in the day, and I have no trouble admitting I'm a dinosaur, but we sure did a lot better job at uh, driver's ed than what we do now. What is driver's ed anymore? You'd hardly can find it. Really, you know, it's uh, uh, back when I got a driver's license, you know, you had to have some kind of a formal training, you know, and now if you can pass the test, boy, good luck. We just wish you luck and send you out on your own. And, yeah, it's a, it's a shame because, you know, our, our four-wheelers are, are coming out here that aren't properly educated. And, uh, you know, sadly, some of us aren't properly educated. I wish I had a better answer for you, Bruce, but that's, that's the best I got. <laughs> Another question, if I can ask you one, is, I got stopped by one of Kansas's finest and did a roadside DOT inspection, level three, on me the other night. And okay. I mentioned to the trooper that I thought it was that it was bad uh, bad policy to stop trucks on the shoulder of the road when there's traffic going by at 75 mile an hour, three feet from where he's standing, with his patrol car. His patrol car was right on the white line. I was moved over as far as I could without dropping off the shoulder. And, you know, I would have gladly gone to the next exit, pulled off to where there's no traffic. You know, I, I guess my contention is you're not saving enough lives by stopping trucks in a dangerous location to put a trooper or my life or the motorist that's passing me life in danger. Do you have any opinions on that? Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, uh, I was a big proponent in my agency on officer safety, and I was in charge of our training section for five years, and uh, officer safety fell under my umbrella. And yeah, we, uh, my agency, we did our best not to do any inspections on the side of the highway. Um, the only thing we, uh, we would do on highway is investigations or, or enforcement. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I sure didn't want to, uh, dice with death on the roadway any more than, than I absolutely had to. And if I stopped you, I lit you up and stopped you for an inspection, then I just grabbed your paperwork and escorted you down to a safer location. But for whatever reason, uh, you know, some agencies just, I don't know whether it's the old the old guard taking over and we're just going to do this because we've always done it and that's how it is. I don't know. That's, I I just cringe every time I see that and say a little prayer under my breath for the officer that he lives through this stop. And then to top it all off, there was an alligator laying in the road about a 150 yards behind where I was parked on the on the opposite shoulder or it was half in the passing lane, half on the shoulder, and someone decided it was time for them to turn around, do a U-turn on the interstate, and stop with the vehicle on the shoulder and pick that up. So now you have two pinch points about 150 yards down, you know, one down down the road 150 yards from the other one, and you have, so the traffic has no place to go in case someone does something stupid. And I got nothing. I... I, I wish that, I mean, 
And the trooper did not take any any humor in me mentioning that maybe we should, you know, this was a bad place to do an inspection. But, you know, I I just, I don't know. Sometimes I think that sometimes the desire to do something that is legal takes over, and we don't always do stuff that's smart. You know what? I uh, I wish I I wish I had something something to say, but yeah, and you know what? It goes down to complacency, um, and I suspect throughout my career I've been guilty of that. Uh, we we've all done it for so long, and we've never had a problem, and we've never you know we've never had a close call that we just continue to do it, and you know until somebody policy never changes until unfortunately there's an incident and but by the grace of god go i yeah well thanks for taking my call i need to continue working here so appreciate you taking no it. worries thank you right, so thank much you. for uh for tuning in hi dale, and hey, again, dale. Uh, oh yes hey, ma'am i just want to I just want to uh, kind of add a tag onto his move over because it made me think of something. I am training for triathlon, and we do a lot of bike rides on the roads, which means we're on roads with tractors, trailers, cars, and everything else. A lot of people don't realize a bike can take control of the lane. They don't need to be on the shoulder. They don't have to be on the white line. And as a matter of fact, they're encouraged on uh, areas where there's poor visibility and two-lane roads to be in the center of the lane because they are more visible in the center of the lane, and it forces traffic to pass them when they can safely do so instead of trying to squeeze by them with oncoming traffic, which is dangerous for everybody. Also, in a lot of states, the rule is three feet to pass a bicycle you must have three feet between yourself and the bike so just a heads up because there's a lot more people out biking now that the weather is nice uh yeah and i just oh i just cringe every time i see a bicycle on a two-lane highway and and we get that we get that a lot up here and yeah uh boy my hat's off to you for being out there on a bicycle and and wow, how about your superior knowledge on on the triathlete? But yeah, the uh, the two lane roads are a little scary. Most people around here are pretty nice, but you know, in a lot of places, that's pretty much all you have. So, yep. Uh, and, up, and again, they are out there. Well, and you know what? That brings up a good point because I see a lot of trucks are now packing bicycles, and and for guys that are out riding, yeah, be visible make sure that you've got a high visibility vest with you. And if you're out riding around, you know, be seen. And don't be dead right. Exactly. And uh, I guess right now we're about in the midpoint of the show, so I'm going to go ahead and announce the contest. Uh, We briefly announced it last week. Um, we will be giving away one ticket to the CMC, which is September 17th through the 22nd. That ticket is for uh, the admission all week, to, and that would include um, all of the speakers, all of the classes, 
all of the uh, workshops, um, unless there there are certain workshops that they do charge extra to go. But any of the workshops that are included in the base CMC, you will be able to attend any of those you, you want to attend. Here's what we're going to do. If you want to attend the CMC, there's, there's a couple of rules. You cannot have gone before. You must be a first-time attendee. And um, you must be able to go. If you accept the prize, we need you to be able to go, which means you're going to need to be able to, to take off a, a full week because we don't want to, you know, give this – this prize is worth nearly $2,000. So we don't want to give it to somebody and then say, well, I can't really take the time off, so I can't go. If you know you can't go or you're pretty sure you're not going to be able to take that time off, please, please let somebody else win this prize that can because this is – the information here will – help you move to the next level in your trucking career, maybe even a couple of levels up. But here's what we're going to do. If you're interested in going, can send a paragraph to our Facebook page. Uh, send it via the Messenger uh, app application. Don't put it on just the, the page itself. Put it to send us a message on our page. And write a paragraph as to why you need to go to the CMC. Why should we pick you? Uh, some things you could put in there would be, uh, I'm already starting to look at getting my own truck to uh, make that next leap forward. I just got into the trucking industry, and I, I want to learn all that I can to to further my career, whatever whatever your reasons are, uh, just put those down, send them to us, and we will pick one of those no later than, I think everybody's got to be done by July the 31st. So we'll put all the information on the Facebook page probably tomorrow. I think uh, Melissa is out of pocket this evening, so we'll have her put up all the details again there on the Facebook page. But be thinking about what you want to write, um, kind of get it uh, in your head a little bit, and we will be awarding one lucky individual uh, passage to the CMC. And, again, that is all of the workshops and things like that that are included in the base price. It does not include lodging, and it does not include anything uh, uh like your extra restaurant food or anything like that. I CMC always usually pays for lunch, um, and that should be included. But going out to dinner and stuff that would be on you. But there's there's ways to to do that cheaply as well. So, so we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks. You know, and that's it. It is just such a great opportunity. Uh, breakfast and lunch are included. Uh, Sap Brothers is just down the street, so if you want to bunk out in your truck and uh, save a little money on lodging, it's 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 really a life-changing week. And you know what? The CMC isn't just for owner-operators or you know people that are going to uh, are looking at being an owner-operator. It's uh, it's a huge value to being a company driver to attend the CMC. 
and uh, I'll be selfish and put in a shameless plug, but uh, I'm out in the parking lot doing level one inspections for the fuel mileage makeover group, and uh, pretty much everybody wanders over and says hi and, and watches an inspection. And my whole goal is to make everybody comfortable with the process so that when a trooper leaps out in front of you with his coveralls on, you don't go into a cold sweat and have to pry that seat cushion out of your butt. It's, it's a painless experience, and you know how to be in compliance. Uh, we'll be doing a presentation this year. Uh, the contacts you make in the parking lot, I've had people come up to me Monday morning and go, you know what, I can go home now because I've got my value. I've got my money just in the two days in the parking lot. It's just incredible what you'll learn. And why I say there's a huge benefit if, you're, if your goal is to be a company driver. Our goal out here, uh, all of us that are company drivers, should be to be the best company driver we can possibly be for our fleet. And people look at me funny when I say that, but my goal is to make my carrier as successful as they can be because I'm quite happy working for my carrier and I'm going to be selfish. I don't want to look for another job if, if uh, things go sideways here. So I do my best every day to make sure that my carrier is profitable because if they're profitable, ultimately I'm going to be profitable. So it's, uh, it's great value for a company driver. And, you know, after, uh, after a week at the CMC, you may just want to expand your horizons and, uh, and take the next step. But uh, just don't write it off that, oh, I'm just a company driver. I don't think there's anything there for me. Tons of information for you. And, uh, hey, I'm out in the parking lot with coveralls, so my hey, shameless plug. we've actually luck. heard people say that uh, they weren't even in the trucking industry, maybe a spouse that came uh, uh, with a husband or whatever, that said even in their business they learned things to take back. So there's a lot there for everybody. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, famous authors people that will teach you different things in the trucking industry, things that you will use every day, even out of trucking, like George Gallimore and negotiation. I mean, people buy houses, people buy cars. You don't have, you don't necessarily need to be in trucking to learn how to do that. So there's just a lot there for everybody. It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful place to go and, and meet people of like mind and, and, and learn a lot of good information. Absolutely, you know, and Larry Wingett, uh, you know, there's a there's an opportunity to uh, to uh, uh, interact with with a best-selling author, uh, George Gallimore. He is great, and yeah, all our vendors just cringe after George's presentation because they get beat up pretty bad from with it, what everybody's learned. But uh, Dan Baker, he is just a great speaker, just a hoot. And Kevin Rutherford, you know, there's there's a wealth of information that uh, you get to rub elbows with. So tons of great value, great event, and uh, yeah. Awesome, Brooke. You got anything to add to that? Hey, well, I don't know. Can y'all hear me? I've tried to come in a couple of times. I'm, you know, I'm out here in the woods, so. Uh, yeah, we can uh, hear you. Okay. 
Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, yeah, whoever, uh, whoever wins this, we'll bring them on the radio, talk to them a little bit before. Uh, but the most important thing is, is we want to talk to you after you go. Um, uh, and, uh, see your, uh, differences of opinion, uh, you know, before and after. Uh, you know, see what you really think. So, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll bring you on the radio and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just what these guys have said. I mean, it's just, you know, it's an amazing week. You know, a week to see, you know, uh, really 10 days or so. Uh, I don't think I've ever stayed less than about 10 days. Um, and it's just, you know, the, you know, just like they said, I mean, it's a wealth of information from everybody. And, and like Dale said, I mean, just hanging out in the parking lot and making contact, uh, you know, is, is worth uh, the price of mission. Uh Oh, you know that? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce is out in the parking lot roaming around, and and Chad doing alignments. Yeah, it's any questions you would ever have in the trucking industry can be answered in the, in that uh, at that event. Yep. If we don't know it, we can send you to who does. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's been uh, there's been several people uh, uh, change job, hire on with. Uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the carriers that show up. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a good place to go and, well, I guess it is kind of a good place to go and look for a job, but I mean, it's, you know, that wouldn't be my first thing, but I mean, it has happened several times that I know of, you know. Uh, people have picked up some really good, uh, you know, employees from that uh, that have hired on. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I've- a- absolutely, uh, you know, Landstar has picked up some great operators. Mercer's picked up some great operators. Um, you know, this year event, this year's event with uh, expanding into uh, into the brokerage business, it's Kevin has done just such an amazing job trying to bridge the gap and to be able to interact with uh, with the broker community that's going to be at that event because they're just dying to partner with quality people and uh, there's, you just won't find more quality people at one event than, uh, than you get at the CMC. Uh, Chuck Snow from Traffics is, uh, is there at the event. He's there all week. And uh, uh, Chuck is just an amazing mentor for, uh, you know, people in the business, you know, love or hate the brokers. They're here to stay. So, uh, you know, it's it's like law enforcement. Love us or hate us, we're not going anywhere. The brokers aren't going anywhere. And if you consider us the enemy, then get to know your enemy. And Oh, absolutely. You know that. Uh, you know, last year I was bouncing around covering, you know, taking care of all the audio. And I stayed in lane three, especially, and I don't remember, uh, this guy was getting ready to retire. Um uh, but I sit and listen to this man, and I mean, he just floored me with his knowledge. And uh, you know, I, I you know I needed to go check on some other rooms. I, I got to where I couldn't pry myself out of there. And this was a video conference on uh, that was going on in Lane Three. Uh, you know, yeah, listening to the broker side was was absolutely amazing last year. And from what I understand, it's gonna you know there the plan is to make it bigger and better this year. You know, and it's uh, uh, you guys can can attest to this at the debrief. 
we all sit down and uh, and kind of hash out what uh, what we did right, what we did wrong, and and uh, we all go, wow, how are we going to top this? Like, what are we going to do next year? And we have managed to top this event every year. I have no idea how we're going to pull it off this year because last year was pretty amazing. But you know, we do it every year, and it's uh, it is well worth worth your time to come out and attend. So if you're sitting on the fence, get off the fence and uh, it's letstruck.com and uh, if not, get a hold of one of us and uh, and we'll sure help you out. Uh, again, Becky, anybody uh, anybody pushed one and in the uh, in the queue? We're nope, nobody's we're more in the than happy to. I do want to tag on to the CMC. We can only give away uh, one admission. But I would strongly, strongly advise those of you who don't win to please go to the CMC. You will learn so much. No matter what stage you are in the trucking business, the most important thing is not the Larry Winget, not the Kevin Rutherford. Don't let him hear me say that. Um, not the George Gallimores. It's going to be your peers that are there in the trenches doing what you do day in, day out. Some are behind you in the process. Some are in front of you in the process. That knowledge that those people have, that maybe you meet that guy or you're parked next to that guy that was where you are right now a year ago. And so now you can pick his brain and hopefully not make some of the mistakes that he made. But the networking and the friends that you will make, the uh, like-minded people that are doing what you're doing in one way or another, not everybody is going to have their own authority. Not everybody is going to be leased to a big carrier. But they all have one goal, to be successful in trucking. And you can learn from everybody there. But those are the those are the relationships and those will be some of the best things that you will learn are those peers of yours right there in those parking lots and dining rooms and things of that. So even if you don't win, go buy your ticket. You will you will reap far more in benefits than you ever pay to go. So that's all I have to say about that. Wanted to throw that in there. You know what, and 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 you're absolutely right. And you know what, the uh, our our show here is is uh, dedicated to, you know, helping the younger drivers uh, be successful, and and people that are new in the industry. And this event is the most uh, unintimidating event to interact with people. Uh, you know, you show up, you've only been driving for a year or so, one year, five years. I know people can be a little intimidating to come up to one of us old dinosaurs and, and, and want our opinion, but uh, everybody there, I can say without a doubt, is, is there to help out everybody. And uh, whether you're part of the team or, or just a participant, uh, you know, our goal is to make this event uh, the most memorable memorable event that we can make it for you. And yeah, the networking that you're going to get in the parking lot, uh, you know, you got questions about something, you can grab one of the uh, participants or one of us and, uh, you know, get some advice and uh, some tips. And, uh, you know, the whole journey 
of learning never stops. Uh, there isn't a day goes by that I don't learn something new, and uh, I've been at this for quite a while. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just a great uh, a great place to expand your knowledge and and make some lifetime connections. Exactly. Exactly. So, what else you got for us, Dale? You know, that's uh, that's about it. If uh, if uh, we don't have anybody uh, jumping in there. I'd like to uh, just remind everybody, CMC is in September, so really give that some uh, some thought. Uh, please be careful out there in the summertime. Uh, you know, the tourists are out. People are just not got their head in their game. They're, uh, you know, they're worried about going on a holiday or they're uh, on a holiday and, and worried about, getting to the next attraction and uh, even for us if we're getting ready to go on a vacation please stay focused on what you're doing I lost a brother-in-law to electrocution a day before he was to go on holidays Uh, he was unloading steel grain bins with a uh, picker truck and uh, he had a five gallon pail of bolts on the deck of his trailer was the last thing to come off. And him and his swamper could have just walked over and picked that pail of bolts off and set them on the ground. And Frank boomed over with the picker. And, you know, he was always very careful around power lines, but got close enough that the uh, the line arced over and uh, he didn't get to go on his holidays. And... Uh, his family got to bury him. I was there when uh, when we broke the news to my father-in-law. And, uh, yeah, nobody should ever have to bury a child. So please, I can't stress that enough. Keep your head in the game. Be careful. You know, we've got a thousand distractions out there in this time of year where you just have to pay attention. And I just want to add something to that. Some of these guys in these truck stop parking lots act like they're going through their qualifying for, you know, uh, a NASCAR race. And it's the time of year. Kids are out with their dads on the road. There's going to be kids at truck stops. You know, kids will sometimes not pay attention and step out from between a truck at a fuel island or in a parking space. People have dogs. You know, sometimes your dog pulls away from you. There is no need to be going through a truck stop fast enough that that you won't be able to stop. I mean, it's it's just silliness. You know, You're not in that big of a hurry. You know, and that's and that's a great point. And I think that's one of the unintended consequences of e-logs. And on that note, I am going to be so grateful when December the 19th comes around and we realize that the sun has come up that day and the earth hasn't fallen off its axis and Armageddon <laughs> hasn't happened. Uh, you know, the uh, one of the parameters in the ELD is if the vehicle is moving quicker than five miles an hour, it will automatically kick you into the driving line. So for those people that want to maximize their time, you have to stay under five miles an hour 
So you may as well get used to that now. And I'm hoping that curtails the Flying J500. Uh, on the ELD uh, note and bandwagon, if you're not running some kind of an electronic logging device, it is coming, whether we like it or not. And OIDA, bless their hearts, they tried, but it's we're not going to put this genie back in the bottle. There's far too much been invested in this technology to uh, to turn it off, and it's not going away. So time to get out of that bubble, hoping that it's not coming, because it is, and December the 18th is not that far away. If you're not on an ELD right now, there's a ton of free apps. Download the app and start playing with it so that you can get accustomed to it. So when December the 19th comes, it's just another day. Because if you're not in compliance and whoever you're working for hasn't embraced this technology and prepared for December the 18th, they are in for a world of hurt and a big education. And I've got a friend that's working for a carrier right now that is in denial and they're going to wait till the last second. And their business model isn't really designed for compliance. So that's going to be a huge hit. And he said himself that he's going to have to find another driving job because it's just not going to work. So again, as a company driver, we should be focused on making our carrier successful. Whoever we're working for, we've got a dog in this fight. So make them successful and you'll be successful. So start playing with this technology now and get used to it. And December the 19th is just another day because I'm afraid all of the rhetoric, it's just Y2K all over again for those that remember that. You and know, Dale, I, I, end, one of the things that cracks me up every time I read it on Facebook is the guys that say, well, the e-logs don't give me the flexibility. It's like, excuse me, neither do the paper logs, unless you're breaking you know the law. And that's, you know, that's, that's such a great analogy. Uh, the people that say that, you know, does your brain hear what your mouth just said? And did your brain just hear what your fingers typed? Because you are the reason we're having ELDs. You just exactly. put it out there as to why this mandate has to stay. It just yes. blows my mind. And the problem isn't the electronic log. It's the hours of service. Now, rumor Correct. has it that we are going to get some flexibility is kind of a trade-off. And my understanding, and it's just my opinion, but the, uh, they're going to allow us to uh, band or stop the clock for two hours is everything that all the information that I'm getting. So that, that will be huge. But, uh, yeah, start getting used to this now because it's, it's coming. And whether we like it or not, it's, it's December is not that far away. So and you're right. Please. 
it's the hours of service that's the issue. I, and I tell you, the one thing, I've never really had a problem with the 14-hour clock or the 11 or even the stupid 30-minute break. Never really had a problem with those. My big problem has always been the 70-hour rule because it just makes no sense. I mean, I, I, because I ran out of hours last week and I only picked up two hours today, I could have actually had a full eight- or nine-hour sleep last night but because I only picked up three hours, I can only run three hours. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, the, you know, the 14, sadly, 11 Yeah, somebody way smarter than me drew up the laws. And, and for the younger drivers out here, let's not lose focus that we, the drivers, demanded the government do something back in the 30s. It was the drivers that demanded hours of service. It wasn't the carriers, because they were more than happy to work everybody like dogs. And I started my trucking career when there was no hours of service rules here in Canada. And I'm here to tell you, if you slept for eight hours, that was just poor planning on somebody's part. Uh, you know, if, if I slept for 10 hours a week, I was a slacker. So I certainly don't ever want to go back to those days. I'm old and lazy, and so, I'm quite happy. I haul produce, and I know this is just absolute crazy talk, and it cannot be done, but you know what? I make all my pickups, I make all my deliveries, and it's a time management problem. And that's why I say, and I encourage everybody, you start playing with this stuff now that we have the opportunity to make it work, and I certainly don't condone that, but you don't get caught December the 17th going, oh, now what do I do? I was never the smartest guy that put on a uniform, and I retired undefeated in hours of service. I'm an expert witness in the court system for hours of service. It's just too easy to catch you in a lie. So don't be telling stories. Number 11, if you're counting, is thou shalt not lie to the police. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just too too easy. And with all the technology that's available to law enforcement today, yeah, it's uh, if I had that when I was still on the job, it would just have been a dream come true because it's just too easy <laughs> to find you. So don't well, uh, don't be telling stories. We've got about 60 seconds. The, the the black dogs are getting restless. They know the show's getting ready to come to an end, and it's almost uh, go downtown time. So while we've got a few seconds, I'm going to thank Dale Howard for joining us tonight. Also, don't forget, there's other podcasts. We've got Kenny Long, um, uh, Trucking with Authority, on Tuesday nights. Uh, Rico Muhammad on Wednesday nights with Rates and Lanes. Uh, Michael Beckett on Sunday night with Rolling Toe, and, of course, Destination Health with Kevin and Kim on Wednesday. And with that, looks like we've got about 20 seconds, so everybody have a great Don't week. Forget. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And uh, don't forget, it's uh, Needham Trucking, a bright orange and shiny T680 on the Interstate 15 corridor. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, Get a hold of us through uh, the 101 Facebook page or Let's Truck. Be safe, 
be compliant, be seen, and we'll, we'll see you again. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.